Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. Little is remembered about the fall of Hartford, the city that straddled the Connecticut River in the Bad Ages. That knowledge has either been erased by the vicissitudes of time or locked away in the great vaults of Hartlife's Tower, where it shall remain until the company's board of directors has deemed it suitable for public consumption. What we know is this. The bones of the city still exist, its steel shoulders wrapped in a mantle of ice, its broad boulevards devoid of human life, the river that once animated the city frozen, stiff as a corpse. Until today, no policy of heart life had laid eyes upon downtown Hartford in a generation. Neil, why don't you come out of there? There's a lot of city to see. Maybe you could take Tim up to the bridge to see if our foragers have come back? Show a little leadership, maybe? Far below, in the shadow of an enormous bridge that spans the frozen river, Allison and her men have established their base camp. Neil, like Achilles, sulks in his tent. I'm not really interested. Is Lumi doing okay? She's just great. I started a fire in a garbage can in case she gets cold. Uh-huh. In case you uh-huh. ever come out of that tent. Neil, do you mind if I come in? I- I'd rather you didn't. Too bad. What's your problem, Henderson? Close that flap. It's cold out there. Is it me? Is it the mole? You seem to do just fine with the cold. Don't get smart, Neil. Doesn't look good on you. Listen, Neil, would you look at me? You're letting the air in. I'll close it when I leave. Now, I put a lot of faith in you, Neil. The men look up to you, but you have done a piss-poor job of leading them. You don't care about them. You only care about- About myself? Sure, Neil. But I want to get back to Hartford in one piece, and the odds of that happening are a lot higher if I travel with other people. You can call that selfish, but at least I care about keeping this crew alive. What do you care about, Neil? I care about you. I care about Lomi. You need to step down and start addressing me as captain. What? Why? I'm not going to repeat my argument. Why don't you just mutter it to your patient until it sinks in, Dr. Henderson? Lomi, it's getting awful cold in here, wouldn't you agree? <clears throat> Lomi wants you to get out. Lomi wants to live. You don't know that. And neither do you. She's barely conscious, Neil. If she could make words, she would. She'd say... Oh, Mr. Neal, I've had to take issue with your handling of this situation vis-a-vis your leadership. I think a regime change is in order. Allison, she does not talk like that. Goodbye, Neil. Tim? Yes, Miss Allison? Come with me. Yes, Miss Allison. Where are we going? Up. Oh. Oh, the stairs are going to be a problem. What with my bum leg, ma'am? Put your arm around my shoulders, Tim. I gotcha. Aye, aye, Captain. Well, 
Would you look at that glittering city? Kinda eerie with all its lights out. Like a dead spider with its legs in the air. Pretty, though. Not the worst way to go. What's that, Clear Skies? A few months ago, Miss Allison, I would have gullied a man just to hear you say my name. To have your arm round my shoulder, it's like heaven in a glass. Well, aren't you sweet? What's bringing out the poet in you today? You are about to kill me, aren't you? I mean, there's no reason you'd bring me up on this bridge if not to hurl me off it. What? I mean, even in my wildest fantasies, I never imagined you'd want to kiss me. So I can't really think of any other reason you'd want to get me alone. I got a broken leg. I slow us down. I'm not going to kill you. I just wanted to get away from camp. Captain Neil said- Neil is actively getting us killed. Have I killed anyone by frog marching them 25 miles in a blizzard? No. No! I'm the one who stops Neil from doing that. He listens to me, and if I tell him that he has to carry you across the ice on his big dumb shoulders, then that's just what he'll do. All right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. That's better. Keep an eye out for our foragers, Clear Skies. I wonder what they managed to find in the ruins. Would you look at that big old spire? Reminds me of home. Do you think it used to be an insurance company, too? Probably. Taller than practically anything else around it. Ahoy, Captain! Ah! There's our foragers now. Hello, boys! Hello, Captain. What you got there, Grayson, son of Grey Gregor? Groceries! I'll be damned. I was just telling Tim here how we're going to make it home, and you've given us the calories to do it. Soon we'll be bounding across the tundra like a pack of ice wolves. Wolves? Where? Ow! There are no wolves here, you sniveling bolt weasel. Jack, there's quite enough of that. Yes, Captain. Sorry, Captain. No wolves? No wolves, Mr. Grayson. Jack, go fetch the fire can and bring it up the steps so Tim can warm his hands. Aye, Captain. <clears throat> right away, Captain. Better, Jack. Go ahead, Grayson. What did you bring back for us in those carts? Thank you, Captain. Uh, we journeyed along this road, Route 5, and you wouldn't believe the things we saw. Buildings made of steel, Captain. More like to be hundreds of years old, like the tower, but dozens of them. We went through every building that wasn't iced over and took as many undamaged cans and packaged goods as we could find. There's a lot of stuff that's encased in plastic and hermetically sealed. There are these little cakes like you've never seen in your life. They're filled with some kind of gooey stuff. Uh, they're sort of spongy. Like algae. And the filling is sweet. Like algae. There you are, Captain. Thank you, Jack. There are also these things. These tins of food. It says chicken of the sea. And I'll be honest with you, Captain. Ain't one of us knows what either of those things actually are. And we're pretty sure it's a metaphor for a third thing. He ain't been brave enough to try it, Captain. Why, Jack? I do believe you've just volunteered. How brave you are. Grayson, give me your can opener. Oh, Captain. Here it is, Captain Allison. Thank you, Mr. Grayson. And here you are, hotshot. A feast of prehistory. It was good knowing you, Jack. Laugh it up, you twerps. Down the hatch. 
He's doing it. <coughs> How is it, Jack? You know what, Captain? It's incredible. It tastes so strong. It smells powerful and briny like pickled algae, but it's taste. It has texture. But it's what, 400 years old? Maybe older. Uh, Cap, I've been meaning to ask. Go ahead, Jack. Why can't we just stay here? I don't want to stay here. I know, Captain. I know. But why go back? What's waiting for us in the city? The company, of course. Food and heat and a place to sleep that isn't crawling with wolves. Uh, raccoons. <sighs> Captain, all due respect. Go ahead. I miss the company, Captain. I miss home just as surely as you do. But why can't we stay here and make a new life for ourselves? You were on the ghost rig. You're dead to heart life. And Grayson and Tim and me and the rest of us are assumed dead, I'm sure. They won't miss us. And the rest of you, do you want to stay here? It wouldn't be so bad, would it? Uh, not a one of us has died since we entered the caverns, and there seems to be stuff to eat here. We just don't know what any of it is yet. I suppose you want to end up like Rocco Fontana. Sing woe for foamy Fontana. Exactly. He ate that moss and the life boiled out of him like thermite on fire. And what about Tim? Yeah. Wait, what about me? Tim, you're getting better. But you need to see a real doctor. Relations technicians don't learn a lot of medicine. Uh, but we could push him around in the grocery cart. Captain, you have to admit, that would be awesome. Ma'am. Ah. Hello there, Mr. Henderson. Captain Allison. How's Lomi, Mr. Henderson? Well, she ain't bad, thanks. <laughs> Do you hear that? It's wolves! Oh, Zeus! It's wolves! Everyone stay calm. Especially you, Grayson. Gather around Tim, all of you. Keep him in the center. Neil, give me Betsy and gather the rest of the crew. Give you Betsy? Now! I can't... Sound the alarm, get the mole, and go! All right, boys, circle up. Any of you got weapons worth a damn? I found a crowbar. Great. I've got a baseball bat. What's baseball? I don't know. I, uh, I got a rock? Hush up now, Tim. Hi, Captain. My God, that's the biggest wolf I've ever seen. Stay calm, Grayson. Keep it together, boys. Back straight, chests out. Shut up, Jack. I hadn't even... You were thinking it. Now, whatever you do, don't scatter. I don't want any of you showing your backs to this monster, or it'll have us all by the hamstrings. And I don't want to lose another crewman. Not today. I'm going to break that creature's teeth and string them around my neck, and we'll all wear its bones for hats. Do you hear me? Is it... holding something? Hello, survivors! How are you? I brought soup! What fresh hell is this? I saw your emergency flare from my hut and immediately thought, Oh, here are some people in need of help and probably soup! And so here I am with both! Um... Who exactly Allison, are... I gathered up everyone and we're ready... Dora? <gasps> My good Mr. Henderson. So fine to see you. Whoa, what a surprise. How did you... The flare. The flare. That's a friend of yours, Neil? I'll say. Emerson missed you, didn't you, boy? <laughs> Let's get you unhooked from the sled, shall we? <laughs> 
Oh god, it's loose! It's running right past me. Oh, hey, boy. Oh, you're a good boy. Come here. Come here. Oh, yeah. Allison, I presume? You presume right. At ease, boys. <laughs> Neil, take your shovel. Oh, easy with that. I am Theodora Thoreau Roosevelt, explorer and naturalist. You're all welcome to call me Dora, and that is Emerson. <laughs> He's a dog! No kidding. It's so good to meet you, Miss Allison. Neil has told me all about you. Has he? Do you mind terribly if I come under this fire? The soup kettle I brought seems to have frozen solid, and I can't very well serve my refugees frozen soup. Why, wouldn't that just be the silliest thing? <laughs> just about. That is my name, yes. What is a naturalist? It is a word I made up, Miss Allison. That's Captain Allison? Right. Captain. <laughs> yes, Captain Allison. But, right, naturalist, it means that I can help you and your friends survive out here in the wilderness. Perhaps. Wouldn't that be great? I certainly think so. It's how I live about 98% of the time. Well, Dora, we could certainly use your expertise. I'll tell you what. If I had known you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Well, surprise! <laughs> I'm here now. Hello! Hello. Oh, it's so nice to see the face of a fellow female human. Hello, fellow female human! You've already said hello. So I have. Forget my head if it weren't attached. Pardon me, must stir the soup. That's fine, as you were, Madam Naturalist. Smartly now. Thank you, Captain. Apparently we have soup, Jack. I like soup, Captain. I think I do too, Jack. I think I might like soup too. Come on, Emerson. Go to Grayson. Go to Grayson. Do not go to Grayson. Stay with Neil, enormous dog. How else are you going to get over your fear of dogs, man? By living in a city where I never have to see one again. Who's our good puppy? Go. 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 Give him hugs. No. No, please. Anything but It would seem that with the arrival of this explorer, this Dora with her curiosity and her zeal for discovery, that the survivors of the rig crash are at last safe. But Dora and her newfound comrades are on uneasy ground, eager listeners. As Neil and Allison know well, it is wisest to stay inside. The cold is vicious, the wolves doubly so, but... We left Old Hartford for a reason. We stay in the tower for a reason. Though they might be safe from the wolves and the cold now that they are underground, who is to say what dangers lurk just out of sight for our little friends? Find out next time as the story of our fair city continues.